Greetings, I am your host, Tina Clark, and welcome to the second season of my Weirdest Experience podcast. This is the show of the weirdest experience that has ever happened to you and gives you a venue to fully express yourself and share your weirdest story with the world. This is the No Judgment Zone, a safe place to share your experience. And it's also a place where we discuss what happened to you and share some possible theories on what and why this happened. If you would like to be on the show, email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Um, I'm Tina Clark, your host, and I have Cheryl and Orville Murphy here today. Um, they are the owners of the Board Camp Crystal Mine in Arkansas, and I actually had the opportunity to visit the mine and also dig for crystals at their mine in July. It was totally unplanned, by the way. Um, when we went to Arkansas, it was uh, late J- July, so it was really, really hot. I mean, it was like 110 um, field index every day. So not the ideal conditions <laughs> to go crystal digging. But, and we were finding a lot of the mines were closing um, because of the heat. And so a bunch of them closed. But then for some reason, and I, I always believe there's nothing, there's no such thing as coincidences. So I'm like on my phone looking for a place, our final place to dig, because we dig at two other mines that week. And then Cheryl and Orville's mine came up. And I was like, oh my goodness, and started looking, looking. I saw they've been on TV. They've had paranormal and UFO and Sasquatch um activity on their property and I was like ooh because you know one of my favorite things to talk about is Sasquatch <laughs> so you know I called she didn't answer the phone but Cheryl is like such a sweet person she called me back even though I didn't even leave a message I was so impressed with that and then I talked to her on the phone and my friend Amy sitting near me and she could hear Cheryl talking and she, she kind of like looks at me, starts listening, and I hung up and she says, wow, she sounds so nice. And we definitely have to go to that mine. Like we definitely have to go there. It's meant to be. And so that's how I ended up meeting Cheryl. Now I'm meeting Orville. And so Cheryl and Orville, if you would like to add anything about yourselves before you begin we begin talking about your experiences go right ahead well we have the only all natural um hand dig mind in the state we never use heavy equipment we don't abuse the land and we even limit it to how many people can dig per day crazy horse said Treat the earth well. It was not given to you by your parents. It was loaned to you by your children. So we try to respect the earth by limiting the amount of people, limiting the amount of crystals that leave the ground. And we have a lot of tribes that come in and they bless the ground and release the crystals to go home with people. 
but we just try to make sure that the earth isn't being abused and especially isn't being abused for profit. Yeah, I love that. And I actually have so many crystal pieces that I got from your property. And I'm thinking, did I bring something here or did I bring it energy here? And there's probably is energy related, but I haven't noticed anything out of the ordinary. But I'm one of those Yet. people. Yeah, I'm one of those people that I'm a, I'm a Reiki master. I'm a psychic medium. So I'm used to dealing with the spirit world, the invisible world. So I my house is like a fortress. Okay. So I don't allow any uninvited visitors, <laughs> you know, so I'm very, I keep on top of that. And so it's been really good. I've been in this location for three years and I finally got everything under control. Everything's peaceful and clear. It wasn't like that when I first moved here. So you've been on that property for a while, like 2008 about. I think so. Yeah. We moved yeah. here. In and, and you're from California, and so mm -hmm. you retired, right? And you decided yeah. to buy land in Arkansas. So how do you end up choosing that property? Well, we were very fortunate to live in the beautiful Mount Shasta area of Northern California. And um, we... Uh, but but we decided when we retired, we probably couldn't afford to keep living in California. The prices were skyrocketing. And uh, we started looking around and uh, we decided we wanted to move a little farther south. And a friend of ours grew up here in the Mena, Arkansas area and told us about it. And of course, the Washita Mountains are here and uh, we love the mountains. We're not prairie or desert people. So uh, when we came and looked, we're like, oh, we love it here. And it's, I, I know we were led, you know, I, I think everyone has a calling. Well, I, I'm a veteran and I worked for Homeland Security as a hazard mitigation technical specialist. And I didn't believe in anything, none of this stuff. <laughs> but when it's your turn, you can't unsee. So what happened is, I believe, the whole time we were at the base of Mount Shasta and I was being a skeptic, I believe I was being groomed to be here without even knowing it. So Mount Shasta, I've never been and I want to go, but I know that Mount Shasta... There's a lot of energy around that mountain. There's a lot of theories about what's going on there. So Cheryl, were you feeling things or experiencing things in while you were living there? Not, Not a thing that we were aware of. No. In fact, um, you know, we, we had a lot of friends that were, you know, into the crystal thing and, and into um, the mysteries and, and energies around the Mount Shasta area. But, you know, we we were very, of course, polite and accepted our friends and acquaintances that were into that. But, you know, for us, it was kind of rolling our eyes like, whatever, you know, whatever you want to believe is great. But now we are one. <laughs> yeah, now we're those woo-woo people. <laughs> That's okay. And, and you know what? The woo is a great place to be. In fact, it's it's the real reality to me. I just think this physical reality is, is temporary and our souls live forever. 
and yeah. and this kind of activity is showing us that it we're more than just the body, right? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's I fascinating. think that, that I think that's interesting. I think there are some very highly energetic places in the country, um, sacred places. I really love to go to all over the world. I've done it. I've done work because I'm also a shamanic practitioner. So I've done clearing work and blessing work at these different areas. I have to say, though, when I was digging at your mind, I really wasn't feeling that much except for just peace, just peace and acceptance. And so 2017 was a big year for you guys things started happening so what started happening on the property well um let me back up just okay. a minute and just say that we found the crystals which is a normal geological formation in the washita mountain area of arkansas we found the crystals and we developed the mine and it took us almost two years actually to get our proper licensing and everything so in 2012, I don't know if you can see my business card. I'm going to show it up here. In yeah. 2012 is when we actually opened Board Camp Crystal Mine. And we just decided, like Orville said, we wanted to leave it natural, you know, because we respect the earth. We always have respected, you know, the earth and, and other people and everything. And um, we just wanted to have it be a nice, relaxing time for the public to come out and find crystals. And then... Boom, 2017. I mean, our normal life until then was, you know, just running a little business and enjoying people that we met. And in 2017, we had our first, what I would call paranormal experience. So when I introduce us, I always say, we're just normal people that ended up having a paranormal experience, which oh. changed our lives. Yeah, and I think there are a lot of there's a lot of paranormal activity all the time. It's just whether you're paying attention to it or not. So yes, once you uh, once absolutely. you once you realize something's going on, then you're you're awakened to it and you pay attention and then more you notice more. Now some people yes. think, oh, now you're looking for it. You know, I really don't have to look for it. Even if I wanted to block everything out, something cool is eventually going to happen that I can't ignore, right? So you couldn't ignore. So what was the first thing that happened? Well, I'll show you uh, the back of our business card now, which ha has actually an artist rendition. Never mind my my uh, white manicure there. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm painting so I don't claim my hands very good why, why should I do that if I'm going to paint the next day but anyway yeah. um, what happened was this is an artist's rendition of the first paranormal I call it paranormal for lack of another word but the first experience we had um, as you can see by the photo we witnessed three huge beams of light they manifested on our property. We were actually, Orville and my son and I, we were actually out just kind of looking at the stars that night, stargazing. It was February 18th of 2017. And on the next hill over on our property, suddenly the horizon started to glow white and these three big beams of light appeared. And they appeared to shoot up like three stories high or 300 feet into the air. Um, we, we were really... Uh, 
amazed, of course, you know, like dumbfounded. And then the beams lasted about eight to 10 seconds and everything. But the most amazing part of the beams is they were flat across the top. They didn't just shoot up into the air like a big bright flashlight. They were about 30 feet tall, but then all three of them were just stopped. So was it something shining the light down or was there something on the ground shining the light up? We don't know. So, of course, we were dumbfounded. And the next morning we walked up on the hill. Uh, We waited till morning, you know, so we could see. Um, And uh, we we were thinking, well, maybe we'll find tire tracks or footprints. You know, we couldn't hear any car engines at the time or trucks or anything. We're like, who's on our property with these giant spotlights? So that morning we thought, well, maybe, maybe somebody got on our property with huge lights. Who knows? But it didn't seem realistic. But we walked up to the hill and there we, we found all the metal objects were affected. So fence posts that were straight up and down normally, they were leaning. We had a huge metal sign that had stood for five years. Not even the winds had blown it over and it was totally toppled over. Uh, metal uh, hand tools where we dug crystals were strewn around. So we're like, what? Something weird happened here. And then um, Orville, he's a little more science. He's kind of the science guy. So he's thinking, hmm, metal objects being affected, you know, magnetism, what's going on? So he brought one of the chisels home uh, to the house and placed a compass next to it. And sure enough, that chisel was magnetized and also polarized on each end. And so um, we were like, what? What would cause that? And at that point, who are we going to call? We didn't have Ghostbusters phone number at the time. <laughs> We'd seen the movie, but never got the phone number. And uh, so we called a friend and told them the experience. And they told us about MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network, which we had never heard of MUFON. We didn't follow that corny stuff, right? right. And uh, so anyway, our friend called MUFON and informed them of our sighting and the physical evidence that we encountered after and MUFON called us and asked if they could come out and do a a site inspection so they could check out the physical evidence, which was the metal objects affected. So they did. And when they got here, they told us that about only 3% of people's sightings have physical evidence left behind. You know, usually somebody sees something in the sky or, you know, something in the woods or whatever, a light, but there's no physical evidence. So MUFON was extremely interested to come check out um, our our site. And when they did, they brought Gauss meters. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they measure magnetism Mm -hmm. and they were turn those little meters on and put them up, you know, at the metal objects, the fence and the, the fence posts and the big sign that had toppled over. And they were getting very high readings of magnetism. And they're all excited because this is proof this is physical evidence that something uh, abnormal happened. Mm-hmm. And when we described the beams of light is when they suggested that, oh, those beams, they didn't dissipate into the night sky. They were flat across the top. Maybe there was a craft that was hovering there and possibly harvesting crystal energy off your land. And of course, Orville and I are like, no, these are really nice people, but that's really (laughs) whacked out. (laughs) Anyway, uh, 
I, I think they were right. <laughs> as, as it turns out, we kept experiencing more and more um, uh, phenomena. And uh, if, if it had only been the sighting of the beams, we would have shrugged our shoulders and went on with our quote, normal life. Mm-hmm. But other things began happening. We started to experience and see orbs of light that would have just appear in the woods. Um, we'd follow them sometimes, or maybe they would follow us, these weird, you know, round balls of light. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started, you know, just noticing different things. Orville, you could fill in from here, I think. Well, the well, she talked about the chisel that we had brought down. We set it on the counter put the compass there and the compass turned towards it. And then I backed the compass away just so the needle started to move a little bit. And we let it sit there and we had it on paper. So we drew on the paper, the circle and the line, you know, for the compass and the thing. So nothing could get moved. It'd stay in that location. And we sat there for about a week. But the funny part is even without touching it or whatever, we would see the compass move because that piece of iron, that metal that was up on the hill would all of a sudden increase in the polarization. And then sometimes it would decrease. And now when we go up and test, uh, electronic equipment is really inaccurate when you're in that strong of a field. Mm -hmm. So when people call us and they ask us, how strong the field is, we always tell them in clips. So we say, oh, it's three clips right now, or it's seven clips. And we have one fence post that's sitting at about a 45 degree angle. And that's how we measure the energy on the hill is how many paper clips we can hang in a chain from the end of the fence post. And we've gotten up to seven paper without hooking them together, just holding themselves together from the energy. And uh, right now we're averaging three paper clips, but like I said, it's been up to seven. So in other words, all those metal objects, the fence posts, the sign, et cetera, they were somehow magnetized by this energy caused or manifested through these beams of light. Mm-hmm. Um, and that magnetism is still there it's increased, it's decreased, but all metal objects, uh, we've even left coat hangers just on the ground and they mm-hmm. have become magnetized. So this uh, extreme interesting force, you know, that is abnormal, uh, not necessarily in nature, um, is still there and it has, has increased. Also, we began to find evidence of rock levitation. I know it sounds crazy, but uh, we we had one game camera and Orville stuck it up there on top of the hill where this magnetism was. And um, we were actually still suspicious, like someone's messing with us. They're coming on our property <laughs> and we're going to catch them on the game camera, right? No, we didn't catch that on the game camera. We caught rocks moving. Our game camera took, the first thing was uh, we, we um, actually saw a, we, the, excuse me, the game camera took a picture of a rock levitating right in midair. And then a five second video. Well, later yeah. on, we got the video. Yes. So we actually got a video. Um, if you go to our website, boardcampcrystalmine.com, 
uh, and click on, there's a little link that says YouTube, you can see some of those photos and the videos of the, the rock levitation. Um, and of course, when we saw this stuff, when we're viewing the SD card out of the game camera and seeing some of this stuff, our minds were blown. It's like, what on earth? And um, some of the still frame photos would show like a rock here. And then all of a sudden the next frame, which was taken maybe a minute or two later, the rocks moved over here and multiple rocks actually. And you'll see that on our YouTube uh, channel. We have also caught on game cameras or, or even our night vision cameras rolling all night. Um, we've caught just some weird lights that have manifested. Um, just, you know, some of them are moving around. They're not stationary. They're just like lights that appear, especially on the hill up there uh, where the beams originally were. And um, some of them have morphed in, in shape and size and intensity. And it's, it's amazing to see these videos. So um, after all this was going on, you know, we were telling friends and we're not crazy. Come out and see for yourself. <laughs> so our friends were coming and witnessing some of this stuff, uh, strange lights and so forth. And uh, anyway, someone finally suggested, why don't you guys start tours? I mean, people have haunted houses and they open them up to the public to come and, you know, possibly witness things. So that's how our, our unexplained tours started. We started that in August of 2017. And because uh, things keep manifesting, things keep happening here. And um, uh, we're up to about 90% of our unexplained tour visitors will witness something. And of course, we can't guarantee anything happening. You mm -hmm. know, it kind of happens when it wants to. Um but uh, it's it's amazing. You know, we've heard sounds, seen lights, um, and we even began experiencing what you might call gifting. We have brought gifts as kind of like an offering uh, to a certain picnic table that we have in, up there on that hill, and we've received gifts back, uh, and so have our guests. So yeah, I so I, I remember the picnic amazing. the picnic table up there. Um, so the digging site that I was at, how far is that from where the beam showed up? About 300 feet. Oh, so it was really close. I was yes, wondering was. about that. You yes. know, I meant, I meant to look at the pictures that I took because I took a few pictures up there. And sometimes when you really study the pictures, you can see faces in the pictures, I mean, because like Sasquatch, they'll they'll be there and you won't even know it. So uh, I haven't I haven't looked at my pictures yet, but in Montana, I've I've identified some faces in some of the pictures that I took. So when did you become aware there might be you know Sasquatch on the land? Um, Orville, you jump well, in. Well, we had time. one of our. One of our, our native friends came out and he said, the issue here is with the star people. But where you find the star people, you will always find the forest people too. Mm -hmm. Now, forest people isn't just what people call the Bigfoot or the Sasquatch. They're down to the little fairies or gnomes or whatever names we have given them. They're just people of the forest. 
-hmm. So he was showing us all these different signs. Uh, So we go up and we start looking at tree structures and we're looking at limbs that are bent into a square. And uh, we're, we're finding all these different things. Well, of course, you dug in the ground, you know, we live on a rock. It's hard to get footprints up here. But mm-hmm. we were able to cast during heavy rains and that the sand washes over from the creek and whatever. And so we have gotten like um, prints that are 20 inches and some smaller prints from the children. Uh, one thing is you said you were talking about the picnic tables you saw up at the dig site. Yeah. Every Every five years we move the dig site. That way it has a chance to grow back and the earth gets to heal and we start with fresh crystals and we keep rotating around to where we're not damaging the earth too much in one spot. So we just go around. Well, Mm -hmm. what happened is when we moved to where you were digging, I have forks on the tractor and I picked up the picnic tables and brought them over. But there's one picnic table that... We believe the Sasquatch, we were leaving gifts on it, and we'd leave gifts for them, peanut butter and cookies and things like that. Well, I brought that table to the new site, and the next day I came back, and those are 150-pound tables, and it was back where it was on the other (laughs) side of the mountain. So I picked it up again, moved it back, and they moved the table back. They're going, "Don't, don't move this. This is where we leave stuff. So I moved it three times. It got moved back three times (laughs) and it's still there. I didn't move it after I went and got a different table and brought it up to where you were digging. But uh, the uh, yeah, we get we get people a lot. They'll go out digging like you did and you'll see rock stacks and uh, Mm -hmm. it's like the little ones, the children are out playing in the forest at night. And they're they're stacking rocks, so uh, the baby Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. We uh, the the natives say that they use this land for peace talks when they had warring tribes and stuff. They would come here because it was always a place of love and peace, and so you they camp in the area, but never camp on the land. And of course, that doesn't mean our little spot. That means, you know, the mountain range, the mountain area here. But uh, so when we first had the experience, and Cheryl's going to get more into that second, we had we had tribes from as far as Kentucky and Oklahoma that just showed up here. We didn't say anything. And we had tribes showing up because they said their medicine man had a vision or medicine woman. Mm-hmm. They had a vision and we had 16 tribes come out here and sprinkle cornmeal and do blessings because they're, like I said, medicine man or medicine woman had a vision. And to wow, me, so that, that was the most amazing part. The yeah. lights were cool. But <laughs> when you have 16 different tribes from around the country just show up because of a vision, to me, that was the most amazing. Yeah, well, I love that because it shows how still connected they are. Um, yeah. And it makes sense because I felt completely safe there. Because I've, 
I've been in woods where I didn't feel comfortable. And I think we all have been in places like that. But I will tell you in Arkansas, I feel completely at peace and safe there in the woods. And I'm, I'm a city girl. I'm actually from New York City. So I didn't grow up in the country. But it's it's a feeling like I was with a group of women that week vacationing, just girls and women. And we were in a house that was in the middle of nowhere in Mount Ida. And I was perfectly fine with it, you know? So I, I love that. So were the Native Americans telling you anything more about the land, about the visions? What did they say? Well, a lot of what they tell us uh, come from, I, I don't want to say what they're allowed to say, but right. I know they're not telling us everything because, <laughs> yeah. you know, what, what I'm saying is we're the newcomers, okay? And the uh, I'm sure that in time they'll share more information, but uh, right now what they're saying is, you know, you have to progress and you have to move into it. Uh, being in Northern California, we used to go out on Bigfoot hunts, okay? Because there's we're at the base of the Trinity Alps. Mm -hmm. And so we'd go out looking for Bigfoot, Bigfoot when, you know, I was a kid. Well, of course, that just meant bringing beer and sitting out <laughs> in the woods and, and being stupid and whatever. But we never saw anything. You would heard some howls and some noises. But uh, my first vision, my first scene of a Sasquatch, he was a 12-footer. And he was on the back ridge about, uh, I'd say, almost a thousand feet from where you were digging. Mm -hmm. And there were 30 natives who came up here. And there was two medicine men. And then they brought a friend in who was Aztec. And he was sprinkling silver on the ground, powdered silver. And they were sprinkling cornmeal. And we walked up this hill. And it gets to the top of the hill. And it drops into a real steep ravine. And I'm walking in the back. Everybody's chanting. So I'm trying to chant because I'm trying to fit in. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of like mimicking. But all of a sudden, at one time, everybody stops and they face each other. And they're calling me to go forward. And I think, OK, they want me to walk through the gauntlet. And they're all going to beat me up as I go through <laughs> that. I get initiated. But as I walk forward everybody just kept chanting but everybody was looking down and when I got to the front where the medicine men were he said just go forward move forward and I got within probably 50 feet of the edge of that ravine and I'm thinking oh please don't make this a human sacrifice they're going to shove me off or something. <laughs> but I got within 50 feet and a 12 footer came up out of the ravine oh my and god he leaned forward with big, beautiful brown eyes, and he just opened his eyes. He looked right at me. He turned his head a little bit, turned his shoulders. I saw him lift a leg like he was getting ready to walk, mm -hmm. and I didn't see him after that. I didn't see him go down the ravine. I didn't see him disappear. I didn't see poof, and there was a puff. Just yes, no. That That's it. just like flipping a light switch. I did not see anything after that point. 
once you make eye contact, you are absolutely hooked for life. And yeah, I feel like that's the alpha male. I mean, that is huge. 12 feet. Wow. And so you are kind of the alpha male of your property, too. And so. Yeah, just a gatekeeper. Yeah, but but you're you're the man. Yeah, you're the man. Yeah, well, well, after this happened, you know, I'm going bat crazy. My feet are moving 100 miles an hour and I'm not moving. My arms are swinging and everybody's going, no, calm, calm down, relax, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I am absolutely going, look, 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 look. And they all saw it. They all know, but they're like, no, no, calm down, relax and enjoy the moment. And uh, so when I finally got calmed down, which is probably about a week later, but (laughs) it, you know, after that, I'm out in the woods and you can just, you hear a grunt noise or you hear a limb break or a snap, or sometimes you'll hear hand clapping. And when you turn and look, you will just see for about three or four seconds, you'll just see one of the entities just walk from one tree to the next. And they're they're not going to jump out, give you hugs and kisses yet, but <laughs> you never know. I mean, but but I'm up to eight sightings and one was eye contact and the other seven were just that we we even had a group of us one night that saw one and we split up and he's about an eight footer and we tried to catch it we tried to run and like (laughs) you go this way you go that way and uh we actually tried to run it down which is absolutely impossible but uh but we could hear the thumping of Mm -hmm. his feet Mm -hmm. impacts as he was running yeah when we uh, when we were in mount ida we were trying to identify the noises we were hearing um i'm not i'm not a wildlife expert so like i said i'm a city girl but there was one point we were inside the house and we heard like a a kind of a high-pitched woo and it was at night And my friend and I turned to each other like, did you hear that? And I was like, yeah, I heard that. It wasn't extremely loud. Like if I had not been quiet, I probably wouldn't have picked up on it. But we heard some sounds where we would look at each other like, what was that? Not sure. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So something. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Eight sightings. I haven't like physically seen um, a Sasquatch. I don't really need to because I'm more of a feeler. Um, I can feel when they're around and I feel their energy and I can communicate. I told Cheryl I can communicate with them telepathically, mind to mind. So I've had entire conversations with them. I just haven't seen one. And I've been kind of on the fence about seeing it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I kind of want to see you, but I'm not sure. So I think they they sense that and they're very respectful of their friends, their human friends. Yeah. Yes. Well, the natives told us that the one that we saw is called the wise one. He's older. He's been here a long time, but family units show up and the wise one teaches the children on mm-hmm. how to start working the forest. 
He's like their teacher, mm -hmm. right? So the parents are standing there and the little young one is there and, you know, and and the wise one is teaching the, the, the little babies how to bend limbs and stuff. And the parents are going, oh, look at little Harry. He's so cute. Yay, bend the tree, <laughs> Harry. And while this is going on, the natives explain to us that teenagers are teenagers. Yeah. So the the adolescents ask what they come up because it's a family unit. But they're like, I miss my friends. I'm bored. I don't get a signal on my rock out here. No, you know, <laughs> this is terrible. I don't want to. And they're the ones that cause the mischief. They won't yeah. hurt anything. They don't break stuff. Mm -hmm. But they're the ones who love to chase the neighbor's cat. And we just happen to be the neighbor's cat. So <laughs> they're just out having fun. We, You saw how big the picnic tables were. Yeah. One time we walked a group up the hill. And I hadn't had a chance to mow because the grass was really muddy. And there were three picnic tables and grass as deep as your knee. And we walked up the hill on the turret. We came back down the hill and all three picnic tables were stacked on top of each other. And there were the grass wasn't knocked down. Wow. There was no footprints around the grass at all. So, so uh, when the rocks are moving... When you capture it on video or you take a picture, what do you think is moving the rocks? Well, to me, I think some of them are being tossed or carried or moved by the forest creatures, Sasquatch. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. love stacking rocks. Uh, we have a rock stack that uh, some of the rocks that are stacked up are three, 350 to 400 pound rocks on top of each other. You know, but uh, then, I mean, it looks like a monolith, but uh, I also believe that one of the theories was if there are alien craft that are coming up overhead, the star people, if they are using sonic levitation to move their ships, crystals absorb sound. Could it be, and this is only a theory, mm -hmm. it fits, but it's only a theory, could it be the crystals are absorbing the sound of the engines of the ships that cause the ships to levitate? It Could it be just like a ripple effect? Mm -hmm. We don't know. We don't have the faintest idea. But it uh, that was one of the theories that were brought up to us, and it kind of sort of fits. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've I've experienced things moving too, in my house or on vacation. <laughs> so okay. yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, so what has happened recently? You have any um, encounters recently that's happened on the property? We have things happen quite often. Every day. <laughs> not all, well, not every day, but almost. Well, yeah. I, I think one of the most astounding things that happened recently was um, we, uh, we, we have uh, installed a sliding glass door and we only had one key. And so uh, Orville held it up to me and he said, hey, you need to take this key and make a copy. Uh, when you go into town, I go, okay, great. I'll do that. Mm -hmm. So 
I stepped out that glass door onto the little patio area and right there in the middle of the little sidewalk was another key just sitting there on, I mean, on the sidewalk. <laughs> wow. Wait a minute. I mean, this is right after Orville and I had this conversation. And we have swept and cleaned. <laughs> we walked back and forth there a hundred times. Oh, yeah. No key in the middle of the walkway. If it wasn't there. We would have seen it had it been there. And why would it be there when we only had one key anyway? And so, right. I mean, I picked <laughs> it up and I'm like, Orville, look at this. And sure enough, it worked the door. Now, I'm not saying they do this stuff all the time, but I mean, this is weird stuff. Yeah. Plus, I, I'm really of the opinion that the things that we feel what we call supernatural or paranormal, I think it's still based in our, I don't know, our, our worldly experience. In other words, we humans, we're, we're like you said earlier, you know, we're we're spirit beings, really, but we live in this human body. For whatever reason, we were born into this earth, you know, in this human body in the three dimensional realm. But in our experience now, what we're experiencing with like the Sasquatch, and I mean, they're communicating with us, leaving a key like that right after we have this conversation. I mean, that's communication. And we've had a myriad of experiences like this now. It's been been five years since this all first started happening. Uh, we've had crystals appear in our house, you know, move stuff move around. Just mm -hmm. we call it gifting. And yeah. also our guests who come on our tours, they experience, you know, crystals appearing um, on their chairs or whatever. Uh, just crazy stuff. But anyway, getting back to the but I, I believe that, you know, they are the interdimensional beings and uh, they can manifest in our three dimension and they can come here. And but we in these human bodies have difficulty going there or, you know, mm -hmm. or experiencing their realm, except for perhaps in deeper meditation and astral projection. You know, I'm trying to come up with these terms that I don't really know that much about, but um, I think they're definitely interdimensional because they can appear and disappear instantly, like Orville was explaining, you know, when he yeah. had the sightings. And um, it's fascinating. It's also fascinating and an extreme honor that they are contacting us. Mm -hmm. You know, it really is contact. It's up front, except for them right appearing face-to-face -face and shaking hands with us you know and I don't know if I can handle that yeah <laughs> but uh you know they're, they're here they manifest in our three-dimensional world they they leave evidence you know or show us evidence of their yeah. existence and uh, mm -hmm. it's a fascinating thing and I was raised in the in a Christian church I still am a Bible believer but there's so many things in the Bible now that I never realized that talk about a lot of this stuff and mm -hmm. other ancient writings as well. It's very cool yeah. that, you know, people over, you know, as far back as ancient times, obviously have, have had certain experiences like this and trying to explain them. And, um, well, when you amazing. were out at the mine and you went digging, did you notice the cats the, Were the cats out on the, out, out by the store yeah there was one cat in the store yep okay and here's the funny we've been married 
over 30 years. One time, we had a stray cat come in the yard. And we took, we fed it and took it in. Now, that's about what happened. But recently here, in the past about two and a half years, we are up to nine cats. <laughs> These cats show up. And of course, first thing we do is everybody gets in a cage and gets fixed before you go back outside. You know what I'm yep. saying? Yeah. Before you have cats. hundreds of cats on That's your right. property. <laughs> but we uh, don't want that. Almost every show you see that we've been on, we're here. We are deep, deep in the woods, and there's cats following us around. Deep in the, <laughs> we'll go on on walks and turn, and the cats will follow us into the woods. And the uh, where are these cats coming from? You know, and they're all friendly and everybody's happy. And, and when you got a whole bunch of cats that get along, that's real strange right there. Yeah. But uh, the, uh, somebody told us, they said, cats are drawn to peaceful places. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I really wish they would slow down. You know, it's costing us a fortune <laughs> in cat food. But the... Uh, uh, yesterday was cat nine, so it was a beautiful <laughs> calico with blue eyes, but uh, she just showed up, and uh, so it, it's like, you know, animals are making the pilgrimage to get here, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the same as we are, so, uh, you know, we, we learn so much from what's going on around us when we're paying attention, and to me, watching the animals and the natives told us that the great creator created the stars and then created the star people to care for the stars. Then the great creator created the earth and the forest and created the forest people and all the other entities to care for the forest. And then the great creator created animals and then created humans to care for the animals. And the first thing we did it started eating the animals and burning the forest and throwing rocks at the stars. And the great creator came down and said, okay, that's it. All you guys out of the pool. So we lost our abilities, but the star people and the forest people, according to a lot of the native tribes, they're just, we're all the same. It's just, they got to keep their abilities and we lost ours because we abused it. And if you look at what mankind has done to the planet, that really, really explains it. We are very destructive. Yeah. And might you might have a cat portal on your property. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I They're believe it now. Walking in, walking out, maybe walking yeah. in. So Orville, you actually lost some time. I was reading in your book that mm-hmm. you saw something and you ran up the hill and you were there for a few minutes and you came back and saw your friends and they were like, you've been gone a really long time. So tell us about that experience because I'm really curious well, about we that. Had, we had a group here called Earthlights and I guess they were somewhere in like South America somewhere and they were looking at a portal, and they believed that the other end of the portal was up here, but they didn't oh. know exactly where. Uh-huh. So the group comes up here, and they've got tour buses and everything. There's like 60 of them. And we get a contact. Can you please, can we please come out there? So they did. 
And so we were sitting on the stage and on the grass in front of the stage and they're, they're chanting and they're doing tones. And all of a sudden, the top of that hill looked like downtown Chicago. It just, boom, big bright light. They're cheering like they're at a football game. I see this big light, and I've seen the lights before, but I want to know their point of origin. So I jump off the stage, and as fast as I could run, I'm going up there like I'm running for pizza, right? I get to the top of the hill, the light goes out. So I'm like, oh, I missed it. Now, top of the hill, we're talking 300 feet. So I turned around and came back down the hill. And I said, uh, where's the tour buses? Where's the cars? Where's all the people? I said, you're going to tell me they can conjure up a light that bright and then fishtail out of here in five minutes? And Jason said, five minutes? You've been gone over an hour. We've walked up the hill twice calling you. But not one time did I ever have the stage out of my sight. Where I ran up the hill, of course, the stage is at my back. As soon mm -hmm. as I get to the top of the hill, I turn around and walk back down again. I was still pouring sweat. But uh, we couldn't. Everybody goes, no, you've been gone over an hour. And like Jason said, we walked up the hill twice calling you. And I didn't hear or see anybody. So what do you think happened in that hour? Nothing for me. <laughs> For everybody else, they got to enjoy a whole hour. But I figure, hey, when the world ends, I'm the last one to go. I got an hour coming. So, <laughs> so Cheryl, owes me an hour. were you aware he was gone for an hour? Were you worried? Were... I was, yeah, I was. But, you know, people were still there mingling around and, you know, I'm the hostess, right? So I'm talking right, you can't leave. sharing. Yeah. And and all of that. And then uh, when they finally left, I mean, you know, I was like, where's Orville? You know, we talked to a couple of friends that were there with us and um, no, I don't know, you know, and so he, he was being looked for, you know, but finally, by the time everybody left, um, you know, and then, and then he, you know, I, I even went around and kind of walked around the stage and by the way, when I say stage, we do have a full uh, professional stage that we built on our property because um, before uh, all the paranormal started, we actually had four years of music concerts here. Oh, and wow. uh, so anyway, we uh, stopped having those concerts because of all the paranormal happening. And um, now we're using the stage as our observation platform uh, for viewing uh, for our unexplained tours. Mm -hmm. And um, you can see the sky, the night sky, um, you know, we, and as some of our neighbors have experienced, so, some other people here in the county have experienced uh, phenomena. For example, you're kind of looking up at the stars and all of a sudden what appears to be a satellite is traveling, you know, over and all of a sudden uh, it flashes at you and disappears. And we're like, yeah. oh, There's that's not normal. What's that? I've seen and, that. Uh, I've Have seen you? that here. Okay. Oh, I've seen yeah. orbs. I've seen UFOs. I've seen okay. lights that that don't make sense. 
I was, I, I live in the Charleston, South Carolina area and I was living in North Charleston at first. And I was walking my daughter home. She was still little, like kindergarten. And I'm, it's, it's during the day, it's blue skies. And for some reason I looked up, I look up at the sky a lot because you never know what you might see. I look up at the sky and I see a star and it's not registering to me that you don't see stars during the day. Right. So I'm looking at it. I'm holding her hand and I even pointed it out. I said, look, honey, there's a, that light up there. And as I looked at it, it disappeared. And I was like, oh, that wasn't that must have been a UFO or something. Cause so I, there's a lot of activity in Charleston, a lot. Okay. If you pay attention, people pay attention to the sky, go out at night. When I first moved to my current location, I would sit out there in a chair and watch the skies. And I watched the woods behind my house and I saw orbs in the woods. I saw things in the sky can't explain. So you really don't have to go anywhere. You just need to go out in your backyard. <laughs> yeah. That is well, one of true. the best of uh, what we call a flyover uh, happened. And uh, Josh Gates came out and filmed Expedition Unknown out here. Mm-hmm. So they were up on top of the hill and we had a flyover. This thing is about the size of an SUV. And it was barely clearing the treetops. It was really bright. And so everybody up there, they're getting it on film. But this thing takes off and it goes down through the woods and back out again. Well, they sent all of the footage and everything to Ben Hansen, who's the debunker for the FBI. And Ben Hansen came back with... It's flying, and I can't identify it. That's all I can tell you. So yeah. uh, he told he told Josh Gates right on TV. He said, "I think you've seen your first UFO." All I can tell you is it's flying, and it can't be mm-hmm. identified. But they checked it frame by frame, and even analyzed the camera that it was filmed on. So yeah. uh, it, this- uh, he said, there is absolutely no. We cannot find a logical explanation. Yeah. And this stuff is real. Like, I'm so over the gaslighting of disbelievers telling people they didn't see, they didn't feel it, they didn't hear it. Let's just stop already. Do you think Mm -hmm. all these people are lying? Like, we have, who would want to lie about this stuff anyway? Because you usually do, you know, get people that give you a hard time about it. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, you don't believe me. You don't believe Cheryl and Orville. Go sit out in your yard at night and watch the skies. Do it for And I hate it. I hate it when people are going, oh, I thought my eyes were playing tricks on me. <laughs> it's bad enough that other people are trying to talk you out of it. Now you're trying to talk yourself right, you're out of it. You're gaslighting yourself. <laughs> That's it. If you've seen it, you've seen it. Right. And... The, a, a lot of people are just in such denial. They don't need other people to talk them down. They can do that themselves. Right. And it's like uh, your brain needs to get in tune and it needs to get on the right frequency. And what you need to do is all this other stuff that's going on in the world, 
I don't care, good, bad, and different. Get it out of your head. Get up there and be you, just mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, I think that is what the forest creatures and the star people are looking for is people who can open their heart up to them. And when you dump everything else up and you open that vessel, you create a door that they can come into, something that they can make a connection. Because I think once you make the psychic connection, you can't break it. Yeah, it's it's quite possible that I've been told that I'm a portal. And when that person told me that, I said, what do you mean I'm a portal? And it makes sense because when you open up, you create a a connection and opening to something else just by your openness, you know, or your heart or your your feeling. So yeah, I completely I completely believe that. Well, I love talking about this stuff. I could talk about it all day, but we're reaching about an hour now. So if you could just tell our listeners if they're interested in going crystal digging, I highly recommend it. I'm so glad I found you guys. It was like so last minute and I didn't even get a chance to even do any research or read up on anything that was happening there because literally I found you the day before (laughs) we went to the mine and then the next day we left, we went home. So, so tell people how to find you a little bit about your tours and your contact information. Well, I always refer people to our website. It almost seems like people don't look at websites or read them anymore for sure. But anyway, all the information it's all is there. there. So yeah. Check it out. You know, it's, it makes great bathroom reading, you know, <laughs> <laughs> while you're sitting there, right? <laughs> Go to board, boardcampcrystalmine.com. And that's board like in lumber, B-O-A-R-D. Yeah. Boardcampcrystalmine.com. We, we are actually living in the community of board camp. So that's, yeah. you know, where the name comes from. And um, uh, we, like I said, when you, when you get on our web page, uh, there'll be a link at the top. It says YouTube and uh, check some, out, some of those videos out. They're astounding. Yeah, they were certainly astounding to us when we first saw them, that we yeah. actually caught some of this stuff on game camera. And then also there's a link to watch the episode where Josh Gates came and, and filmed his uh, expedition unknown. And if you're not familiar with his film, Josh Gates is a great, he's very entertaining and, you know, he's always searching for something, you know, he's Mm -hmm. always trying to explore the unknown and here he actually found it at board camp. (laughs) So, uh, which was awesome because we, like I said, we never know what's going to happen, you know, or what's going to manifest. And, um, so anyway, it was But legally beautiful. we are a crystal mine, but spiritually we're essential. I just want the big ones because I sell them and I'm in it's like them crystals are gonna hide from you. But anyway. Oops. Yeah, okay. we froze we froze a little bit there at the end. It's all right. Yeah, we've actually <laughs> lost our video. I don't know how to get it back, but I'm glad I can still hear you. Yeah, so I sign, can... Time to sign off, I guess, huh? Yeah, I guess time's up. Well, thank you thank so you much. Thank you very much. 
Cheryl and Orville for being on the show. And um, if you ever have anything else that happens and you want to come on and share that, you're more than welcome and let me know. Thank you very much. And we will look forward to seeing your ne- you on your next visit to Arkansas, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Bye. All right. Thank you, Tina. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you have a weird experience to share, please email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Check out our website on tinakinneyclark.com. Also, we're on Facebook and like us on Facebook and share your favorite episodes with your friends and family. I look forward to hearing about your weirdest experience.